Dave and Dave. A podcast in your face. Welcome, everybody. This is Dave. And Dave. A podcast in your face where we talk about things that are going on in the world, pop culture stuff, you know. And if you like any of that stuff, you can check out uh, Graphic Audio to learn more at uh, graphicaudio.net. Anyway, today we're talking about post-apocalyptic stuff. We are um, talking about post-apocalyptic I, I, I already messed it up. Post-apocalyptic stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, whatever, you said you wanted to tease the, right, yeah, the yeah, giveaway, yeah, yeah. so however you want to phrase yeah. that. If you're interested in Deathlands or you just want a free t-shirt, uh, keep listening. We'll drop the secret word somewhere in this podcast, uh, and you can pick up any piece of Deathlands swag from the Graphic Audio store. I think we got mugs. I think we got hoodies. We got T-shirts, and you can pick anything. Ooh, so that's pretty cool. Just comment on YouTube or reply to us at Graphic Audio on Instagram or Twitter uh, with the secret word, and we'll we'll get in touch and we'll send you some free stuff. But yeah, stuff like uh, you know, Walking Dead has been going on forever. They're gonna end it at least in the main storyline, but they have like several spinoffs, um, and we're gonna talk about just. Uh, why do people like post-apocalyptic things, whether it has to do with zombies eating their brains or not? Now, what is a Deathlands? What is a Deathlands? Mm-hmm. Deathlands is a post-apocalyptic series. been around since before I was born, and it is still going. Um, features the companions, a scrappy crew that you know sort of roams the, the continental U.S., and so, uh, sometimes they, they have... Uh, international adventures as well. Really? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> they, so I, <laughs> the companions go to France. And then, uh, like, you you guessed it. They did go to France. Oh, you're shitting me because that's what like all these shows like Friends or uh, anywhere when a show just is running out of ideas, they just they'll go to France or space. Like they send the Leprechaun or uh, Jason and Freddy. They'll go to space too or to France. I don't know if that's happened, but um, that's so funny. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, which it was probably the fifth or sixth one that I did. Um, they went to to France and had to fight a bunch of cannibals or For, uh, some other mutant. Louis brains. How do you say brains <laughs> in French? I'm pretty sure that's how you do it. I don't know. Um, but that's funny. And the, you just mentioning the companions. Uh, let's talk about why do people like post apocalyptic stuff. Um, there's a multitude of reasons that I think or theories that I have. Uh, but one is, as you mentioned, the companions. I feel like it's similar with The Walking Dead or most uh, post-apocalyptic uh, series. People from different walks of life come together and like make a pseudo-family or like a uh, mm-hmm. stand-in. They just meet each other um, and, you know, it, it, it is something about like friends forming bonds in this horrible situation, um, which brings them together and... I don't know. You just want to hang out with them. I, I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> hang out with them right. and fight for your life. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to be around with uh, Rick and the gang. Um, and uh, what's who's uh, Terrence play? Uh, he plays a couple of characters. He plays JB and Doc. That is Terrence Hazelworth. Uh, Hazelford. Um, he's great. Uh, but yeah, I want to hang out with Doc while he shoots his uh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> particular rifle he shoots. I heard it's the new experience coming up. I probably can't say Disneyland. They're selling, it's the new ride. You hang out with Doc and shoot muties. I, I just want to take him to Epcot, go to France and see and have him say, uh, <laughs> tell me what all, everything means. So for me, I don't know. It was, it was always more the, the, 
I've always been into like backpacking, getting out in the woods, getting disconnected. And there was something about this idea of like boiling everything down to just this this simple life. Now, take a, a bear in mind, you have to set aside like the constant fear of death, the lack of medicine, no running water. Um, but if you forget all that stuff, it's like an extended camping trip. Absolutely. Just giving up our modern comforts because, I mean, there's we have this caveman lizard brain part of us that uh, wants to worry about survival. And, you know, we, we, we live very creature comforted lives. So there is something about getting back to nature, going back to who we are, were and still are um, by, yeah, having to forage, hunt uh, and find shelter, basically survive. Uh, work to survive, which is something we, mm-hmm. you know, had to do. And now, I mean, please, God, no one take away Amazon Prime. But, uh, you know, we have everything. We can have everything delivered to us. Uh, we have all sorts of, you know, we have video games for crying out loud, things like this. It's that pull to be, yeah, outside fending for yourself and getting back to just your roots. There's something something interesting about that. But the, but the danger, I think, is what uh, separates it from like a you know a backpacking adventure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's also something about all, all about the stories that's appealing. Um, it, it appeals to you on some like basic human level of watching these people succeed and watching them solve like all of the problems that come with all of this and how they get around it. Um, and Usually in in every post-apocalyptic story or movie um, uh, that I've watched, there ends it ends up showing you the the dark side of human nature, right? Like there's always yeah. the people that are vying for control. Um, there's these de facto governments, uh, you know, with um, the the single crazy leader that's just ruthless and <laughs> will kill you for speaking wrong um, and all that kind of stuff so i i know you've done uh you, you have and your podcast on the walking dead and you, you've done a lot of analysis there but you know before we sort of get into to more depth on those two things what what got you started i, I think I, I like to to talk about that we did it with the football episode and we can talk about it here like what are your early memories of post-apocalyptic stuff why did you you know why, why did you start uh creating content around well, that series in general, well, yeah, we'll get into Walking Dead, but I think for all the things we've been talking about, uh, the post-apocalyptic stuff is, uh, it, uh, as you were talking, it reminds me so much about medieval times and, and like, you know, you deal with uh, medieval fantasy. Uh, medieval times was basically post-apocalyptic. If you want to take the, you know, the example <laughs> yeah. that the Roman Empire was, we were, uh, we, uh, I was never there. Uh, and if I would have probably been enslaved <laughs> if I was there. Um, but yeah, the Western civilization was at a more technologically advanced time prior to the Roman uh, Empire falling. And then things devolve, which I think is the basis for most of the post-apocalyptic stuff. And you get crazy kings, you know, who can do whatever they want. You get people that are you know, uh, either part of like a religious cult or bandits that live in the woods and want to kill you, um, you know, stuff like that. So uh, that's all that's very appealing. But I got into Walking Dead because, I mean, everybody just wouldn't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's things there's things that take over the zeitgeist or or that penetrate pop culture to such an effect that, you know, your parents are talking about it or like people, you, you know, people you, you see uh, on the street are talking about it, things like that. And that's what it was like for Walking Dead. And 
some of that stuff, you know, it's not great. But then you check it out, and sometimes it works. And uh, Walking Dead started off great, and they it was very episodic. Um, it had <laughs> it had violence, uh, but it had that struggle to survive stuff, and you know that uh, I like the characters. Uh, now it's a shadow of itself, and it just won't die. Just much like the <laughs> zombies that are trying to eat your brain, they just you can't kill them; they just keep coming back. Um, a part of yeah. the appeal, I I think, is they had such a, I don't know if, if relatable is the word, but the hero, you know, was like you were you all were always behind him. You wanted to see him succeed, and he just had you know this resolve that was appealing. Yeah, but then they'd also take it too far, in which he was just he was mad with power. I mean, he was the guy with the gun, um, and uh, you know they. And they didn't uh, betray it uh, that sophisticatedly, but still, he would get to the point where it was like my way or the highway, or mm-hmm. else he would kill you. I mean, uh, you know, some people could say some of the things he did were justified, but uh, you know, it's that it's that madman. He became like the governor, which was this evil guy who was <laughs> who had a town or a settlement, um, and he was ruling with an iron fist and keeping his uh, reanimated daughter in a closet um, and just not let it go in the past. Just a madman. Uh, and that's what Rick Grimes turned into at times, but they'd always pull him back and make him more relatable. But they, but going back to this whole thing relating it to Deathlands, it is like a, a boy band type of thing where there's so many different personalities that you relate to at least one of them. You might relate to, you know, the, the naive optimism of Glenn when he was still around, rest in peace, um, or the coolness of... Um, was it Daryl, the guy from yeah. uh, Boondock Saints? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were there's just all sorts of different characters. So you're right. It's that um, you relate to somebody, uh, if not multiple people. So um, yeah, these it's, characters and you want to hang out with them. Like I said, I want to go to Epcot with the, uh, you know, uh, Doc. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that you brought up. Um, you know, they sort of pushed Rick Grimes, the character. Um, you know, in, in that direction where he gets power hungry and you mentioned some of the things that he does and it's, there's a difference there between Deathlands and The Walking Dead where, um, you know, the main character, Ryan, like... Totally different much, than Rick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very much like he, if killing is necessary, he'll kill and like it it's justified no matter what. Like at the end of the day, they're just, they're just trying to stay alive and if you right. get in their way or, you know or you cross them, uh, then you die. And, like, there have been, um, you know, episodes throughout the series where where they try to bring um, a little bit more humanity or emotion to them, um, especially, and I, I don't want to release too many spoilers, but the, the arc that um, Richard Rowan did had a lot of that. I and mean, we've sort of been exploring that in, in the past few episodes. But throughout the entire series, he, w- he was just, uh, ruthless and, and he had to be and it was part of um the appeal for a lot of people i think that he just he he didn't care like the stuff didn't affect him mm-hmm. um and he was a good leader for that reason like in the deathlands you don't usually survive for long and he's kept you know this this ragtag group of companions alive so it, it was an interesting contrast just between you know between the two shows where you have the one guy that's trying to you know hey hang on to his humanity um and then gets villainized or is viewed that way um because i felt the same way you know when when he start when rick grimes started to veer in that direction it, it, he almost became uh unlikable right yeah. and um 
as a consumer of media, it, it almost feels like a betrayal. You're like, why did you take this character that I love so much and, and push him in this direction? Um, but it's still, it's it's a compelling story, right? Like, it, and people change. You're not always going to be that same person you were at the beginning of the apocalypse, right? And there, I feel like the the difference too. One of the bigger differences, you know, there's the the wartime president, and then there's the peacetime president. And mm-hmm. if you have a leader, does uh, so? I'm not as familiar with the Deathlands and how many uh, entries do we have for the Deathlands right now? What are we at? Uh, I'm working on 145 right now. 145 <laughs> uh, entries in the Deathlands. So I've I've dipped my toe into it, and I've worked on a couple. But uh, the difference between, I guess, Rick Grimes and Ryan, does Ryan ever get to a place where they're safe relatively and he has to stop worrying about survival and worrying about living or, um, you know, shifting gears? I think, uh, you know, George R. R. Martin famously said, you know, uh, it's great that Aragon saved uh, whatever, the kingdom of man, but what was his tax policy? Meaning, what <laughs> you know, he he's a great warrior, but... Keeping everything together or um, transitioning, does he ever do any of that? To your knowledge, in the parts yeah, of I mean, it, quite recently it came up in one of the books, and um, fairly often the companions find themselves in places where things seem to be okay. It seems like they could make a life there. Um, right. And then they do. They find out those those little quirks. Like they find out the tax policy and maybe that's not so appealing or mm-hmm. secretly mass amounts of people are being murdered like behind a door somewhere right. um, and then they have to to flee, right? And there are, there are a couple of episodes where they, where they touch on, uh, I don't want to say mundane, but the, you know, the aspects of life that you have to start to think about if you're staying in, in one place and, and trying to recreate um a society and uh, personally i find that kind of stuff interesting it's not as much of the of the run and gun killing mutants killing the crazy guys um you know that you get in some of the other episodes but it, that's that's part of the appeal to me is the idea of these people trying to recreate uh society yeah i mean and at the end of the day you don't want to feel like it's moving towards something you want hope you want obviously you you're going to the post apocalyptic genre because you like the struggle but you want to think that the struggle is leading towards something. So you want mm-hmm. these 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 companions, these friends, eventually to get to a better place. And but they'll never can, or else the the series dies. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's true. Like, um, and that's that that was a formula that happened with The Walking Dead, where there would be safety, and then it would fall apart for any normal any number of reasons. Uh, and then there was back to survival and just making it to another day. Um, so we'll see, you know, uh, we'll see how long they can keep it going. Um, uh, has the Deathlands ever splintered off and had like, uh, you know, uh, alternate or tangential stories? There's been a few since I've been working on them. And sometimes you'll have um, you'll get a lot of background for characters that are introduced in an episode and then later killed. Or sometimes we'll see characters over arcs of five or six. But it's funny that you bring it up. Um, because we're actually going to be launching a spinoff series for Traitor, a prolific character in the Deathlands universe, um, later this year. Awesome. Actually, yeah. So. That's, that's very cool. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's the similar thing that they're doing with The Walking Dead. They're taking these characters and splintering them off and trying to f- keep the story going or, uh, create new stories, um, What was on- the show they did? Because they, they had, if fairly early on, like after the- Sixth season, they started a spinoff. Was it? it I think it was Fear, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, 
And I, I think I watched the first season of that and uh yeah, it just wasn't didn't take me for whatever reason. I think it was the characters not likable enough or nothing it just didn't pull me in. Uh but there's so many more. There's like I, I don't know. They there's so many more and they're gonna crank more out. Supposedly there's a Rick Grimes movie coming. I I don't know Ooh. if that's gonna be a made for TV movie. Um but uh but yeah, they're they're not letting The Walking Dead die. <laughs> and um but uh but you're right, they but some, I think it could work because people want to be in that world. Um, it's the same reason they're going to keep making Star Wars movies. You know, people want to explore and be in that world, even if the main characters aren't going to be um, involved. So now, how do you feel about the crossover between science fiction and post-apocalyptic? Right. So in the same universe as Deathlands, there's also the Outlanders, which is you know set farther down the road, and and they have. Um, you know, some some level of science and technology back, but it's still very much um, a, a broken world. Right? I, I think they're similar, uh, of lo- not all, because you do have utopian, um, semi-utopian like visions of the future in science fiction like Star Trek. It's very hopeful. Um, things were, you know, uh, man has progressed where there's we're not fighting wars amongst ourselves, at least. Um, and we're exploring, searching out for knowledge. And yes, yeah, we'll get into some <laughs> horrible battles or whatever. But for the most part, we, we've, we're getting better. Uh, but the majority of sci-fi, a lot of it has to do with it. it like the technology is going to get better, but we're still going to be, you know, the same, you know, cavemen we were, we were now, we are now, we were, you know, thousands of years ago. And I think that's, um, I, I like some of that. Uh, but I think it's it's one of these things where you have to introduce it tastefully or, or it has to be there from the beginning in a story. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll just say, well, now there's time travel or now, you know, now we can go to another dimension. Um, and and sometimes it works, you know, sometimes it doesn't. Depends on how it's uh, it's implemented. Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely a recurring theme is that no matter what the circumstances, humans, humans are going to human. Right. And, yeah. and the same same flaws are always there no matter how good it gets or how good you have it um there's always going to be the the bad actor right mm-hmm. there there's always going to be the people um that just revert to their basic human instincts and sort of bring everything crashing down or you know. or our own or like like i said even the companions like they're human beings like they're not perfect so they're gonna have uh flaws that's you know are gonna resurface so, so not only could it be externally uh, the threat, um, but also something you can't get over, uh, whether that's, you know, character flaw, something, some, uh, you know, a smoking habit. I don't know. <laughs> smoking <laughs> habit. Looking at you, JB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite post-apocalyptic movie? Oh, God. I mean, it's hard to say favorite. I, I read The Road and I enjoyed the movie, but to call that your favorite is, uh, you know, that's it's depressing. Uh, <laughs> what's my favorite fun one? Oh, there was one and I don't know the name of it. That's how much I like it. Um, but there was a, a one, uh, where, uh, it's, it's basically in England, there was a super spreader event, a horrible virus that killed majority of, uh, whatever. I don't know if it's just a part of England, but they walled it off and they've contained it to just that country. Uh, and yes, there's, they devolved, but people devolved in different ways. They had like the the Mad Max like motorcycle people, uh-huh. and there was also a guy who who took over an old English uh, castle 
and he was ruling it as a king. So there was that medieval aspect <laughs> of it all. Like it was, it was like all my favorite things in one. Um, and it's it's tearing me apart um, to figure out what the name of it was. But uh, what was yours? Uh, I don't know. I have I have a few. It it depends on the category, right? Because you do you have the virus or like zombie post apocalyptic ones. Like I, I like stuff like uh, twenty eight days later. I mean, of course. Then you have stuff like I really liked Book of Eli. Um, yep. There's something about the character uh, and the way the movie was done that I just find appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I was looking back at some of the older ones and trying to think about what the first like instance of post-apocalyptic uh, or what my introduction would have been. And we can't forget Planet of the Apes, right? Of course, yeah. That's yeah. That's I mean, that's a OGs. classic. Yeah, and and it's sure. it's an interesting story. I mean, that that's something that to you know to my knowledge and i'm sure someone will show up in the comments being like well this movie did it too um but to my knowledge you know there's not quite something that's been um done like that and then you have you know the stuff like uh mad max where it's just all over the top and there's you know flames shooting out of cars and you know the i'll never forget the guy playing the guitar all chained up yeah (laughs) that's just fun (laughs) i mean that's a fun, but yeah, it's drastically different from uh, Book of Eli. So um, I don't know. And then what you brought up made me think of um, the Time Machine. Um, you know that uh, if you ever read that or seen the movie, Mm-mm. not Hot Tub Time Machine, right? No, I wish. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can't remember the guy's name. Famous, like one of the first like sci-fi writers. Uh, but essentially, a gentleman takes builds a time machine and I think goes into the future. Um, and basically there's, we've devolved and there's two, uh, class of beings. There's like the beautiful, innocent people that live on top. And then there's the people who had been forced to live underground. Um, and they're like, um, uh, they're basically in charge and they, they heard the, the beautiful people like cattle. It it is definitely the time HG Wells. Yeah. It's definitely the time machine. Um, but that's, that's an example of sci-fi and post-apocalyptica, um, I just made up that word, I guess. I'm going to turn post-apocalyptic into a, a noun, I guess. I almost said post-apocalyptico when I was thinking about my first experience. <laughs> it just that it just seems it seems right. Uh but yeah, that's a that's an example where you have the sci-fi element of time travel but you also end up with like a traditional post-apocalyptic scenario where these people are, you know, uh hunted by awful situations and trying to survive. I don't know. Uh all right, so I have my next question for you. Okay. What is the secret word? <laughs> the secret word is uh, post-apocalyptica. <laughs> post-apocalyptica. There you go. Post-apocalyptic. Uh. Mm-hmm. So That's if you right. want to grab your, your free Deathland swag, uh, there you go. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we'll reach out to you. Uh, and you can pick anything from the GA website. Yeah, like some sweet uh, Deathlands merch. I'm going to get me a mug. I need a Deathlands mug. Yeah, you should. I I should have had one for this episode. I don't know what I'm thinking. Or at least a beanie or something. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, All right, everybody. I think that pretty much wraps it up for this month. Thanks so much for listening. We have a lot of awesome shows lined up for you guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Graphic Audio. Uh, And if you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to get the latest episodes. Uh, Remember, this month we're giving away a free piece of DL swag. Uh, Remember, all you have to do is leave a comment or mention at Graphic Audio on Twitter or Instagram with the secret word. Uh, Let us know what you liked about this month's episode. Uh, We'll be announcing the winner 
next month. Uh, and we'll be giving away tons of GA swag uh, and books, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, last but not least, if you're new to GA, you can use the code GADAVE2 for 5% off your first purchase on top of any other current sales. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Wow, you can combine it. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's all we got. Thanks again for listening. Be well. All right. Thanks, guys. Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it.